You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When it comes to our kids, most of us would like to think we're totally accepting. But what happens when they express themselves in a way that's totally contrary to everything you have ever known or identified with? Let's say they're really into maths and super shy when you hate maths and are incredibly social. Like most things in life, it's difficult to say how you'd react until it happens to you. Scott Stewart is a writer who's just released a picture book called My Shadow is Pink, inspired by his own experience with his son, Colin. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, Before we get to the story about what happened um, with yourself and Colin that inspired this book, can you tell me a little bit about your own childhood? Like what kind of things did you get into when you were a boy? Yeah, absolutely. So look, when I was a kid, I was very much the athletic, you know, fun-loving little guy who played every sport imaginable. Um, I was in love with writing and singing and uh, there was... it kind of contrasting to my son, you know, there, there was this moment you know, when I was, I think I was about seven or something and I was singing away in the lounge room and somebody told me, you know, that I had to be quiet and the disgust on their face, you know, basically said that singing wasn't a path for me. So I still hold, you know, some, some dreams of being a country music superstar <laughs> one day, you know, but, uh, you know, I had a very, you know, uh, uh, I guess, masculine childhood. I love sport. I love the things that boys love. And uh, so, you know, this adventure with my son has been, you know, completely against what I grew up with. You know, I had a fantastic childhood, but it was very much within the bounds of, you know, the traditional masculinity. And so I don't know if you had siblings or um, what your father was like in terms of those masculine role models. I mean, do you remember what the role models were like in your life? Yeah. So my dad, I mean, he um, he grew up on a massive sheep station. You know, he's very much a country boy, you know, uh, so much so when he came to visit me in uh, Melbourne for the first time, uh, we were sitting on a tram and he poked me and he said, Scott, look at this guy over here. And he pointed out a guy who had an earring on, you know, so you know, he, he's definitely, you know, the, uh, the, the manly man, but you know, I also have a brother and my brother fell in love with ballroom dancing, uh, when wow. he was a teenager. And it's, I, I, I often think that I grew up in a really, really accepting home. But then when I think about how I, you know, reacted to, you know, my brother loving ballroom dancing, you know, for two years, he was trying to get me to go dancing. And I was completely against it saying that that's, you know, guys don't dance. That's ridiculous. You know, and then I went and I fell in love with it. And suddenly, you know, a decade later, I was a professional dancer, you know, so if I had have grown up like being fully accepted for who I am, I wouldn't have had a problem with my brother, you know, dancing or inviting me to it. So, you know, I like to think that I was somewhere in the middle of uh, those influences. 
Tell us what happened with Colin that inspired your book, My Shadow is Pink. Yeah, so ever since my son has been, uh, ever since he was about three years old, he completely fell in love with Queen Elsa from the movie Frozen. And uh, you know, he had every you know, costume, every toy, you know, and he used to have this doll, uh, this Elsa doll that he would take around with him everywhere he was so proud of it you know he used to stop people in the street to show them this Elsa doll he absolutely loved it anyway he took it to childcare one day and he came home really upset completely distraught because somebody there I don't think it was a child I think it was an educator somebody there had said to him that Elsa was only for girls and so I you you that night I started trying to find media that was reflective of a young boy who likes things that are you know in the the zone of traditionally feminine and it was really hard to find anything and the few things i found weren't particularly empowering towards the uh, towards the boys so i really sat down and started to work on this story you know, my shadow is pink and really started to dive into the whole world of you know gender stereotypes and ever since then i mean my son is still his favorite character is elsa you know he loves wearing an elsa dress um you know an elsa costume you know so it's kind of become a whole part of our world and it's just unleashed all this joy in our family that wasn't there before i mean we were a very happy family but as soon as he really started to lean into who he was and the things that he truly loved this level of joy just you know, was unleashed in him and that brought so much into our own family now there is a video on tiktok that yes. was very popular <laughs> uh where colin i believe you were going to the movies was that right yeah so we were going obviously to see frozen 2 um and it was the uh i think it was the australian premiere and uh colin really wanted to dress up as elsa and this was something that we had been planning for months you know he was <laughs> he was going to dress up as Elsa and it was going to be a big thing and uh, as we started to get a little closer he started to worry that uh, some kids might laugh at him um, and so I went on Amazon and I bought the biggest Elsa dress you can find on Amazon which is not particularly big and uh, so I dressed up as Elsa as well and yeah we put up a little you know, 10 second video about it on TikTok. And now it's up to something like 22 million views, um, a whole lot of support internationally, and just a lot of people, you know, being really touched by just a dad accepting his son. So (laughs) it's been a journey online. Um, If we could just unpack that experience you had with your son just a little bit, because I feel like We all want to accept our children the way we are, but sometimes we underestimate our own neural wiring. And while on a rational mind, we might say, I accept my son wearing a dress and I want him to be who he is. But then deep down on an emotional level that we can't quite change, no matter what our rational mind says, there's a fear or there might be a fear that he will be uh, judged or hurt somehow for dressing this way. I mean, I'm wondering if there was any, was there ever a part of you that was worried for Colin? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'll, I'll dive fully into that answer, but it's pushing me into a, um, 
uh, an example, which was I had a lady write into me and uh, she basically said that whenever she would read a children's book to her daughters, she would change some of the words so it was more empowering you know, towards the, 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 the princess in the story. And every time she would do that, she, you know, her husband would come in and get completely angry and basically yell at her that not everything needs to be so damn political, you know, and, but it's funny because if you were to ask that father, you know, any day, do you want to empower your daughters? He would of course say, yes, absolutely I do. But then in that moment when he's hit with this discomfort, he's not sure what this discomfort is, he just kind of lashes out. So when my son first wanted to wear a dress, when first wanted to dress up like Elsa, um, I definitely experienced some discomfort. It was not what I had grown up with. I mean, I grew up with a rigid sense of masculinity and uh, when... Uh, when he wanted to wear a dress, it just kind of like brought all this, you know, discomfort and fear, you know, into me. And it, only a small part of it, really, you know, if I'm completely honest, was afraid of what people would think of my son. There was so much fear around what people would think of me as a father, you know. And so I took a moment, you know, because it, it's so easy just to say, you know, I'm uncomfortable. No, you're not allowed to wear that. You know, now move on. You know, and so I took a moment to really kind of sit into that discomfort, and I decided to just say, look, you. Know, if this is something that he wants to do, it's making me wildly uncomfortable. You know, tomorrow I can say no, but today I'm just going to see what happens. You know, and so I took a moment and he popped on the Elsa costume, and immediately, you know, there was this level of joy in him that wasn't there before. He absolutely <laughs> loved it. You know, we didn't just stay in our house. We walked down the street, you know, as we were walking down the street, I felt everybody's eyes on me. And all I was thinking was, you know, all the negative thoughts that they were having. And after a few minutes and probably after the 10th person stopped us to compliment him on his dress, you know, I started realizing just how much of this fear and discomfort was completely and solely within me and had nothing to do with my son at all. You know? And so we really leaned into it. We decided you know, that if he wants to do that, he is completely allowed to. And you know, since then, we've just had this unbelievable amount of fun. I mean, we do fashion shows, you know, a bunch of nights. You know, we, you know, if we're going to the, like, like the, the video, if we're going to the cinema and he wants to dress up as Elsa, we'll all dress up as Elsa. And it just has become this big thing in our house. And it's not that we're now saying to him, you have to wear a dress, you know, not, not, not that at all. But if he wants to, we are completely supportive of it. But it has been a journey getting there. And that's just not an internal journey for myself, you know, but also for my family. I mean, I have you know, family who uh, have been wildly opposed to the idea of a young boy dressing up as Queen Elsa. And, you know, for example, my mum was really uncomfortable with it. She had, you know, the, the two standard critiques, which was 
Aren't you afraid that he's going to get bullied? And aren't you afraid that you're confusing him and his gender? And so it really took us a, a long time of working through that with my mum to the point where I had to say to her that if she couldn't accept my son for who he is, then she can't be in his life. You know? And at that moment, uh, we actually managed to get somewhere and now she's completely accepting. She's the one who goes out, buys him new Elsa dresses. And, you know, but definitely there is that layer of discomfort, especially for things around masculinity because masculinity has such a rigid definition and it's something that is, um, you know, the, the, the worst thing that a man can be, particularly when he's young, is something less than masculine. You know, that's what we're brought up to believe. So this is challenging that. And so definitely, you know, that discomfort and fear is huge around it and you're everybody who I speak to who reaches out to me you know they feel that discomfort too and it's just people who either decide to uh, place their comfort over empowering their kids or they place empowering their kids over their discomfort you know, basically lands where they go with it what about your dad how did he respond? Yeah, my dad, you know, it's it's funny. I was saying before, he grew up on a massive sheep station. You know, he is the guy who you know, couldn't believe a, uh, a man was wearing an earring. You know, the, the very first time that uh, we went up to visit him, he lives in Queensland, that we went up to visit him and uh, my son wanted to wear a dress. I was terrified. <laughs> um, you know, I thought walking into this house, he is going to have so much to say. And so we walked in and my dad looked at him you know, in his dress and he just said, oh, nice dress, mate. And that was it. You know, and has never had another thing to say about it since. And that has been really reflective of a lot of the experiences we've had. You know, one of uh, a friend I know over in New Zealand, very alpha, you know, very alpha guy. You know, he was standing there with me and uh, while my son was dressed up, I think as Anna, Princess Anna or somebody, and he said, oh, you let your son wear a dress? And I said, expecting, you know, that this is going to be another kind of battle. You know, I said, yeah, yeah, I do. And he broke into tears and he said, I just wish I had been given that level of acceptance when I was a child. You wow. know, so I think men want that acceptance, but there's a whole lot of fear behind it. But yeah, my dad has been nothing but supportive, um, nothing but accepting, which was a complete surprise. <laughs> And in terms of surprise the other way, has has anyone responded in a negative way that you weren't expecting? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's not so much the uh, just the, the wild hate, you know. I mean, we've definitely, since moving our story online, you know, I personally have gotten uh, quite a few negative comments and negative messages, and I'm completely fine with that. But it's more just that, 
you particularly people in your family, they, they generally won't give you just straight out disapproval. They'll give you this fear and worry, you know, and it's all well-meaning. It's, it's all based on love. Like my, like my mum wasn't, you know, she was, it wasn't that she was, you know, a bigot. It was that she was afraid, you know, she was afraid that I was setting my son up for trouble. Like she wanted him to be safe. And, you know, in that fear, she didn't want him to do anything outside of, you know, the established norm. Definitely, you know, that well-meaning worry, that, that well-meaning fear has been placed by people in our family from, extended family through to your know, close family we've definitely felt that but even you know, uh, I feel as though gender is one of those really interesting topics at the moment that drives such visceral reactions from everybody um, and I want to be really clear that a boy having an interest in dresses has nothing to do with sexuality or gender or anything it may well just be an interest you know or it could just be tuesday and the dress was sparkly so we wanted to wear it you know so they're very very different things but there is a really visceral reaction to gender and so people that i thought who would be really accepting have surprised us by you know not being accepting at all uh, people who we thought were uh, would be very um, against it, have been very accepting. You know, so it's it's been a really interesting contrast in reactions that we get. And amongst that all, do you feel like this has been an example of where we've moved forward as a society or do you think it shows how far we still have to come? Yeah, that is such an interesting question because you know, when I when when my son first started to want to wear dresses, you know, I really dived into you know the history of all of these kinds of things, whether it is you know men wanting to wear dresses, whether it's women wanting to wear pants, whether it's you know LGBTQ, you know, all of that. I really dived into that. And I mean what I what I see with boys wearing dresses is exactly what was happening in 1850 when Mary Walker wanted to wear pants. You know, and so it's it's the exact same conversations happening just 150 years down the line on a different gender. What I would say is you know, we're very, very eager to break down gender stereotypes for our daughters. You know, we're very eager to let them know that we're not in a world where they have to live in a kitchen anymore, you know, and very, like, brilliantly so. I mean, we've still got a lot of work to do there. But at least that's what most people want. We want to break down that gender stereotype. But gender stereotypes don't live in a bubble. I mean, we, it's really hard to empower our daughters to be anything they want while at the same time raising our sons to you know, basically believe that hey, they have complete power over women. So it's you know, a really interesting kind of contrast at the moment where you know, we want to break down gender stereotypes on one side, but we're really uncomfortable with gender stereotypes on the other. So I think it's definitely something that is you know, kind of reflective of uh, just our natural state of anything outside the rigid norm is uncomfortable for us. Um, you know, but uh, hopefully we're starting to see some change. One of the struggles that we have is you know, men are 
dying at unprecedented rate from suicide, all you know, largely due to shame, and you know, and yet we're really okay with shaming them out of anything that they want um, that is outside of a gender stereotype. So we're kind of instilling massive amounts of shame and then trying to stop all the shame at the same time. So there's you know, a really kind of interesting dichotomy happening that um, we do need to to work on. <laughs> And I've got to say that is a very deep conversation for what is a very sweet and light-hearted book. I know. Sorry. <laughs> no, it is. It is. I led you there. Yeah. I wanted to have a conversation, um, but I should mention that my shadow is pink. is is It's a beautiful book. It's delightful, and everyone will enjoy it. Scott, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. And um, yeah, it is a super sweet book, um, and hopefully. Um, you know, everybody can kind of get their hands of it, on it and have a read. Will do. Um, Scott Stewart is the author and illustrator of My Shadow is Pink. And if you'd like to find where you can get a copy of the book, check out the notes in this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, Email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.